Make sure you are wearing your safety restraint device. It is time to depart. Go straight on. Then, ahead, turn left. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Welcome to the WIA National News for week commencing March 11. VK's Ross Hull contest won by ZL. Proposals for the 2013 WIA Annual Conference. Alara and Wara News from Alara President Tina, VK5TMC. These stories and more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing March 11, 2012. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on the VK7 repeater networks across Tasmania and on HF frequencies from 9am each Sunday, followed by the VK7 regional news broadcast from 9.30am. I'm Tom, VK7TL. One of the showpiece contests put on by the WIA is the Ross Hull contest. The 2012 Ross Hull results have now been finalised. In Section A, the top two scores were gained by Bob Macquarie, ZL3TY, and Stephen Heyman, ZL1TPH, the very first time the Ross Hull contest has been won by a station outside Australia. Coming third as the top-scoring VK station was Ted Thrift, VK2ARA, next in line, Barry Burns, VK6ADI. In the digital section, top score went to Dave, VK2JDS, with a log of 1296 MHz EME contacts, followed by one station each from VK1, 4, 6, 7, and again from ZL. WIA proposes operating principles. The Board of the Wireless Institute of Australia has adopted operating principles as a guide for all amateurs. Now, it is quite confusing, so... Instead of trying to read through all of these, they are a little similar to the uh, ARRL's uh, standing. I think 1927 it was written, the Amateur's Code, is worthwhile having a look at. And to do that, just go along to wia.org.au. And speaking of going along to, proposals are being called for the 2013 WIA Annual Conference. Yes, the 2013. At its February meeting, the board of the WIA considered the venue for the 2013 Annual Conference weekend. It had before it two submissions, one complete and another under development. The board has deferred its decision in this matter until the end of March and encourages any club or group of clubs considering applying to do so by close of business Friday, March 30th. Full details of what should be included in any application can be found by referring to the President's comment in the July 2011 edition of Amateur Radio Magazine. That item is reproduced on the WIA website at the About the WIA section. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. Next Sunday, that's the 18th, Amateur Radio New South Wales will be conducting a one-day foundation course. It'll start at 8.30am and conclude late afternoon. The assessments will be the following Sunday, the 25th, during the bi-monthly Trash and Treasure. Now, the location is the VK2WI transmitter site at 63 Quarry Road, Dural. 
Candidates do need to bring with them a passport-sized, head-and-shoulders photo of themselves and identification. All details to be found on the Amateur Radio New South Wales website. In VK3, the Rosebud Radio Fest will be held Sunday the 25th of November. Now, make a note of that date. It's Sunday 25 November, exactly one month before Christmas. It'll commence at 9.30am at the Rec Stadium, Eastbourne Primary School, Alambie Avenue, Rosebud. This is said to be a wonderful venue and a well-suited one to staging a radio fest. There is plenty of parking close to the site, easy access, and the event is fully catered, as well as excellent technical forums and all the regular favourites, plus a number of new and innovative features for Spark's first ever radio fest. There's a commitment from the Rosebud Fire Brigade to display their brand new appliances, including forward communication vehicle, along with their specialised comms gear. Spark is totally committed to putting on a first-class show November 25. And Spark will also offer, make a note of this one, a free table to each club that wants to promote its own activities at the November 25 Radio Fest. Contact Mark, the Assistant Secretary of Southern Peninsula Amateur Radio Club, Spark. You don't need to pack a lunch or cut the hump off a camel to get to VK3's best ham fest. Just pull your diary out now and mark down 10am Sunday, March 25th for the Eastern Mountain District's annual white elephant sale at Great Ryrie Primary School, Great Ryrie Street in Heathmont. Full details and table bookings at emdrc.com.au. From VK3 to 4, VK4 WIT at the John Moyle Field Day. The Tark Incorporated will be active during this year's John Moyle Field Day alongside the mighty Burdekin River at Bivouac Junction. It's near Macrossan and it happens Friday, March 16 to Sunday, March 18. For the grey nomads, Macrossan, well, it's outside of Townsville and the Tark Incorporated is the Townsville Amateur Radio Club. Now, it is easy to get to Bivouac Junction. You take the Flinders Highway between Townsville and Charters Towers Take the right-hand turn off just before heading across the Burdekin River, head upstream for two kilometres, and there you are. VK7, Reese AGM, Sunday, March 11 at 11am. That's today, will be the Reese AGM. They certainly do look forward to as many members as possible going along, and even take the opportunity that they might pay their 2012 membership at the same time. It will be followed by a barbecue, which is a BYO event, all details of the AGM can be found on the REAST website. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. I'm Graham, VK4BB, and right now, internationally speaking, and we'll be hearing from the RSGB, we'll be hearing from Amateur Radio Newsline, and right now, from Aidan, the editor of the Irish Radio Transmitting League's Radio Newsletter. CQIR St. Patrick's Day. The CQIR contest is fast approaching and we are pleased to report that radio news services and contest reflectors worldwide have been giving the event great publicity. Both QST and Radcom have carried feature pieces and we expect a really excellent turnout right around the globe. 
The Irish Radio Transmitter Society is appealing to all Echo India and Golf India stations to make a special effort to come on the bands for at least a few hours over the 24 hours of the contest and hand out much-needed points and multipliers. Many of the overseas Irish who will be participating will not be contesters but will be taking part to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. So even if you're not a contester yourself, you will find many operators looking for a bit of a rag chew as well. Paul Echo India 5 Delta India advises that his contest logger Sierra Delta that's SD is now free and unrestricted in CQIR. Entrants should be aware that the Russian DX contest overlaps with CQIR and Russian stations will send a two-character district code instead of a serial. SD may be downloaded from echoindia5deltaindia.com and users should, be, should experiment with test logs before the contest. Full rules for the contest are available on the IRTS website. This contest is the international showpiece event for the Irish Radio Transmitters Society 8th Year Celebrations. And while we know most of our serious contesters will be making a big effort on the bands, we would again ask all stations to join in the festivities over the St. Patrick's weekend. For the Wireless Institute of Australia, I'm Aidan, Echo India 7. Juliet Charlie. Following an application to the regulatory agency, Senegal has gained access to the 6 metre band 50 to 51 megahertz. It's been officially allocated to the nation's amateur service on a primary basis. This allocation becomes effective when the new ITU radio re- regulations come into force. Any contacts made on 6 metres before that date have to be considered as unauthorised. As of February the 17th, Malij Visotsky Island, better known as MV Island, in ham radio circles, has been deleted from the DXCC. This after the announcement by the Finnish Ministry of Transportation and Communications that the Saima Canal Treaty between Finland and Russia has been finalized and that MV Island is no longer included in it. For amateur radio, this means that MV Island was deleted from the DXCC and added to the deleted entries list. Also that the entry level for DXCC honor roll number has dropped to 331. Light Squared Inc., the wireless company whose controversial plans to operate in the spectrum adjacent to that used by the space-based GPS navigation system, says that it plans to lay off nearly half of its employees to save money. In a press release, the company said it will cut 45% of its 330-employee workforce and called the move a necessary cost-saving measure to ensure the long-term success of the company. As previously reported, the Federal Communications Commission dealt the company a severe blow when it said it would revoke permission for LightSquared to move ahead with its wireless network. This after tests found that it would indeed interfere with global positioning systems used by the military, the airlines, and the general public. There was a time when IBM's mainframe computers were the cutting-edge machines for scientific and engineering calculations. Now, for NASA, that's all come to an end. Cheryl Lasik, K9BIK, has the details. 
The day of the giant mainframe computer began in the 1960s when IBM System 360 rewrote the rules of computing and before humans walked on the moon. When NASA acquired two of the then superspeed System 360 Model 95 mainframes in 1968, IBM touted the machine's mathematical abilities. But February marked the end of the era in NASA computing. This has the space agency powered down its last IBM Z9 mainframe that was located at Marshall Space Flight Center. In the old days, mainframes were the size of several large rooms. Today, these units are only the size of a refrigerator. And even though NASA has shut down its last one, there is still a requirement for mainframe capability in many other organizations. For the Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Cheryl Lassick, K9VIK in Zion, Illinois. The International Museum's weekend special event will this year take place on the weekends of the 16th and 17th of June and the 23rd and 24th of June. Radio amateurs are encouraged to participate in this event by setting up stations in their local museums. Organiser Harry M1BYT asks that all those intending to take part should register at www.ukradioamateur.co.uk forward slash IMW. Those stories from the Amateur Radio Newsline and the RSGB. The MP3s you can find on the web at the link on www.rsgb.org. I'm Jeremy Boots, G4NJH, and you're tuned to VK1WIA. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In New South Wales, it can be heard on various frequencies from 160 metres to 23 centimetres. From VK2WI, Dural, at 10am every Sunday. I'm Eric, VK2VE. The Wireless Institute of Australia paves the way for new amateurs to our bands. What use is an F-call? It's good to get inspiration, and it arrives in the strangest ways at the most unexpected time. I've been pretty busy in my non-amateur radio activities over the past months. Not that you'd notice. It's a bit like a duck floating on a lake, the picture of serenity itself, furiously paddling underwater. I have a regular activity, the VK6F Troop, which I host on behalf of Foundation licensees across VK6 every Saturday at 8am local time. It forces me to turn my radio on and gives me an opportunity to talk to other amateurs on, at the very least, a weekly basis. One of the regulars, Ronald, VK6 Fox Romeo Sierra Kilo, continues to throw new ideas and experiments into the air, and every now and then one of them speaks to me at an unexpected level. Ronald reported listening and attempted to talk to overflying satellites and the International Space Station with a rubber ducky antenna, which gave me an unexpected thrill. I tuned to an ISS frequency and almost without effort managed to hear it overhead. I didn't have more time to spare to do anything else, but just the thrill of hearing that gave me inspiration and it was just a little thing. So if you've done something, heard something, learned something, tell another amateur about it. Not to brag, though that's always fun, just to inspire the next experiment when it seems hard to see the wood for the trees. So, whom have you inspired lately? I'm Ono, VK6 Fox Lima Alpha Bravo. From the WIA News Hub in Queensland and WIA News Studios across Australia, this is the National News Service, relayed by VK1 WIA. Operational news on Felix VK4FUQ. Special events and on-air contest column, dateline 2012. 
VK John Moore Memorial Field Day, March 17 and 18. Worldwide Fist Titanic Sprint, April 15. VK ZL AMCW and Anzac Day, April 25. VK ZL Trans Tasman Contest 80m SSB, May 5. VK Shires Contest, June 9 and 10. VK ZL Trans Tasman Contest 160m SSB, June 25. ZL NZAAT Memorial Contest, July 1st full weekend. VK Remembrance Day Contest, August 11 and 12. With more on the RD, here is WIA Director Trent Sampson, VK4TS. 2012 sees a new RD contest manager after the retirement of Peter, VK4OD. The new manager of the Remembrance Day contest was recommended by Peter as someone who understood the value and history of the contest, and that person is Alan, VK4SN. Alan is a consistent competitor in most contests and brings with him a new way of looking at the RD contest. With every change comes housekeeping and Alan has moved forward at a rapid pace with changes to the operating conditions in the RD. These have been put forward to the contesting committee and are now on display on the WIA website for final comment prior to publication in AR. Some of the big changes Alan has proposed is the introduction of a single transmitter multi-operator class and the introduction of a combined team section. Please go over the rules and send your feedback to Alan at his WIA address. This has been Trent, VK4TS. Thanks Trent, and yes, overall the rules have been simplified and will make it much easier for we casual contesters. In the past, the smaller clubs could not compete against the logistics of the larger clubs. Now they can compete against themselves. Many affiliated clubs are under 20 members. All phone modes have been combined as has MF, HF and VHF. The idea behind this is to force ban changes. Now to special event stations and DX advice. Our first item comes from DOT VK2DB. It's DX News from India. A group of Indian hams led by OYL, Sala VU2SWS, will be operating from Bethdwarka, IOTA AS175, from the 15th to the 23rd of March 2012. This island has not been activated before. Hopefully three stations will be set up by the 17th and a team of six operators will operate till the 23rd of March on CW, SSB and RTTY. The special call for this event is AT2DW. There will be an online check facility and all logs will be uploaded onto the logbook of the world. Hopefully many YLs will work this call on all modes. A free QSL card to all YL station contacts will be sent if they give the QSO details via email. VU2SWS will be the QSL manager. More information about the website will be available soon. This news is also on the Alara website. Asala is a member of Alara. Continuing operational news, the Society of Newfoundland Radio Amateurs will make history April 25, 2012. April 25th each year marks the birthday of Guglielmo Marconi, who received the first wireless signal at Signal Hill, Newfoundland. This April 25th, Sonra will celebrate the event with making an amateur radio contact with Princess Elettra Marconi, who will be in Bologna, Italy, to celebrate her father's birthday. It is planned to have the Canadian Heritage Minister, the NL Premier, the City of St John's Mayor, along with the NL Lieutenant Governor, 
exchanged greetings with the Princess via amateur radio from VO1AA at Cabot Tower. This is the first time that this event has been attempted and it is anticipated that it will be a high-level media exposure for amateur radio in Canada. Sonra appreciates the wonderful relationship that it enjoys with Parks Canada, Signal Hill National Historic Site, and looks forward to many years of commemorating this important event. Now to the Q News workbench. The Sydney Morning Herald has reported on radio waves shaped like fusilli pasta, which could help unclog our airwaves. Italian and Swedish researchers reckon a new way to make radio signals more potent without boosting bandwidth is described in the Institute of Physics and German Physical Society's New Journal of Physics edition of March 2. In a three-dimensional perspective, this phase twist looks like a fusilli pasta-shaped beam. Each of these twisted beams can be independently generated, propagated and detected even in the very same frequency band, behaving as independent communication channels. Read more in the text edition of this news, best read at wia.org.au. Hmm, I think I'm hungry now. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. I'm Brian, VK3GR, with this week's worldwide special interest group news. Beginning with ATV, and the greater Brisbane area is to get a second digital ATV repeater. The South East Queensland ATV Group is awaiting delivery of components to upgrade the VK4 RMG repeater to digital. Boards from SR Systems in Germany will be assembled and put on test by Martin VK4JVC in coming months. The dual transport streams will double the present repeater video output to provide for growing local interest. So stay tuned for further updates. Now from digital ATV to digital radio and John VK4BJT from the Gold Coast Amateur Radio Society joins us to announce a big D-Star demo and information get-together. It is to be held on Saturday the 24th of March 2012 at 10am at the club rooms. There will be an introduction to D-Star and later a hands-on session where different equipment used to connect to the D-Star network will be made available. If you have any interest or just want to know more about digital radio, then come along and enjoy the day with fellow radio amateurs. A barbecue will be available at approximately 12.30. Anyone interested from South East Queensland and Northern New South Wales and also visitors to the Gold Coast are most welcome. As an additional information, I can announce that two UHF D-Star repeaters connected to the IRC DDB network are now operating on the Gold Coast. They are VK4RDK and VK4RDW. Any queries about this get-together, please call VK4BJT on 07-5530-557. Thank you, John. To females in radio. YL International Meet 2012 Adelaide Latest News. We now have 48 YLs with 28 others joining us for the YL International 2012 from the 3rd of May to the 9th of May this year in Adelaide, South Australia. We have 20 DXYLs from Great Britain, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, Germany, Switzerland, Japan, Korea, USA, and New Zealand in our group. The meet in Adelaide will see us touring around the area for six days. Some highlights are tours of Hondorf, Cleveland National Park, 
Port Adelaide, and a three-winery progressive lunch in the Barossa Valley. Then 26 of us go on the optional tour. We will be flying to Alice Springs with a tour around Central Australia, including Uluru and Kings Canyon, then traveling on the GAN from Alice Springs to Darwin. Most events are into the final stage of planning. Late registrations are still available, but the 15th of April is the absolute deadline for all registrations and payments. You can find the latest information at www.ylinternational2012.com or just do a search on YL International and the search engines will find the page where you will find costs and my contact details. Or you can email me at vk5tmc at internode.on.net that's Victor Kilo 5, Tango Mary Charlie at internode.on.net. This has been Tina, VK5 TMC, organizer of the YL International Meet 2012 in Adelaide, South Australia. ZL's Women Amateur Radio Operators turns 50. On the 10th of March 1962, a group of YLs gathered together in Rotorua. New Zealand, at the Millennium Hotel and formed the Women's Amateur Radio Organization, or WARO. Yesterday, on the 10th of March, 2012, exactly 50 years to the day later, a large group of YLs gathered together at the same hotel to celebrate the anniversary of this wonderful organization. The group included representatives from Alara, including the President, Tina, VK5TMC, the Senior Vice President, Jean, VK3VIP, the Treasurer, Catherine, VK4GH, and an Honorary Life Member, Christine, VK5CTY, as well as Jenny, VK5FJAY and most of their OMs. A great day was had by all, and we are off to the museum today to continue the friendship. All members of Alara and the WIA wish WARO another 50 years of radio contacts. This has been Tina, VK5 TMC, President of Alara. Congratulations to Margaret, ZL1MB, and all the ladies of WARO. To the final frontier... Aris celebrates 700th ISS to schoolroom contacts. A milestone for the manned ham radio operations from Earth orbit. Aris operations team mentor Charlie Sufana, AJ9N, reports that the total number of amateur radio on the International Space Station or Aris-sponsored ISS to Earth school events has passed the 700 mark. The 700th school contact was with the Academy at Shawnee City in Louisville, Kentucky. It took place via Telebridge with ON4ISS on February 14th. The special John Glenn event in VK6 to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Perth, Australia's City of Lights on February 20th marked event number 701. For those hams not aware, ARIS offers an opportunity for students in schoolrooms 
to experience the excitement of amateur radio by talking directly with the crew members on board the International Space Station. Worldwide special interest groups rescue radio with just three weeks until the Canberra two-day walk. They need to get a roster built for this year's event. The walk weekend is Saturday 31st of March and Sunday the 1st of April. The group is in need of an exercise coordinator. The exercise coordinator is the person that puts together the roster and makes sure everyone knows where they need to be and so on. And it's different from the Weissen commander who's in charge of the net control station and the efficient running on the day. And they'd love somebody to volunteer for that one too. Oh, this two-day walk will need uh, nine field stations on the Saturday and six on the Sunday with a couple of people to do the HQ or NCS duties each day. So who in the nation capital is able to assist with this year's event? Please send an email to wyson at crarc.ampr.org and say yes or no. Wyson, Tasmania in the south. Over the past weeks, there's been 13 people involved in providing radio communication operators for the Tasmania Fire Service. This included relaying and logging radio message from the Meadowbank Fire Ground to the incident management team based at the TFS Cambridge Training Facility. The fire started on the 25th of Feb and there's been a 24-hour operation since then, over 5,000 hectares burnt out. All shifts have included at least one trained operator. If there is sufficient demand, another communication systems and equipment course will be run following the end of the fire season. The unit is one of those included in the WIA's Certificate 2 in Public Safety Operations, a prerequisite to appointment as a WIA Emergency Communications Officer. That's all from me this week. VK3GR signing off. As they say, we've reached our destination. It is the end of WIA National News. I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks to all our contributors, and we'll do it all again next week here on VK1WIA. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.